Um, all right, let's get to the show, guys. Um, we're going to start off with a diabetes question. Uh, husband di- diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, takes four metformin a day and one milligram Ozempic weekly. Last A1C was 9.1. Any suggestions to lower A1C? Would a continuous glucose monitor, monitor benefit him? What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, gosh, if you're taking metformin and Ozempic uh, and your A1C is still 9.1, you know, I'd, I'd hate to see where it was before you started it, but hopefully <laughs> that's helping it and it's lower. But that's certainly a great combination. I don't know the other specifics. Of course, you need to be on low carb and maybe some intermittent fasting. And if, if you're overweight, lose weight. But yes, I love the continuous glucose monitors because they just they give you some tips on what you eat and what pops your sugars up above the, the baseline level. I know Andy, uh, who's a type one diabetic, um, says that to him, the continuous glucose monitor was even more beneficial than the insulin pump. So yeah, definitely get a, a continuous glucose monitor, even if it's just for a short period of time, so you can get educated on what pops your sugars up. But um, you might be able to, um, add another medication in there. It's a, um, it's SGLT, um, agonist, but what it does is, um, like Jardians or one of those, it, it kind of helps you not absorb the sugar in your bloodstream and you kind of pee it out. Um, uh, but so that may be a good option to add to if your A1C is still 9.1, cause that's too high. So look at those other things and definitely get a a CGM. Those things are awesome uh, to help you out. Great question. Great question. Thank you for that diabetes question. Um, let's get to a vitamin question. I know you say to take vitamins six days a week and have one day break. Is it okay to take a week long break when you when going on vacation and really just don't want to pack a gazillion vitamins? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, there's no question about it. And hopefully you're going to the beach where you'll get a lot of sun. You get the natural vitamin D. But, yeah, I think that is just fine. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. As a matter of fact, I do that inadvertently a lot of times. So great question. All right. Thank you for that. Um, This one, I believe, came over on uh, Facebook. Um, What was the supplement recommended for 30-year-old male taking Adderall for ADD? Should a doctor monitor its use? Where can it be purchased? Um, so this is in reference to a, a, one of the shows, I'm assuming. So if, if guys, if you've heard Doc talk about uh, something in, in this regard, if, if, if we can't remember it, put it in the comments for us. Uh, do you, is this uh, ringing a bell for you? Yeah, uh, L-tyrosine, mm. um, which is a good um, adjunct to uh, taking a stimulant like Adderall. And it seems to work pretty well. I mean, like any supplement, you know, monitor if you get too hyped up or something, don't use it. But a lot of times if somebody doesn't want to use a stimulant, just wants to go all natural, then I'll use L-tyrosine to start out and see how that works, Um, especially in kids whose parents may not want them on a stimulant. But uh, so L-tyrosine is the one I'm talking about. I like it. I like Um, it a lot. Perfect segue uh, into this question. What would be the first steps Dr. Rogers would recommend for a preschool child showing signs of ADD? Um, I would 
present the child to a pediatrician who's familiar with treating ADD. Um, uh, there's, there's a few in, in most areas, but, um, you know, I, I think it's a lot of times if it's a really hyperactive boy, they tend to be more hyperactive than the girls. Um, it'd be a good thing to get, get him evaluated for um, possible ADD. Uh, maybe so they won't fall behind in school. You know, my main reason for justifying use of medications for ADD um, or ADHD, it's the same thing, it's just the hyperactive part, is so they won't fall behind in school. Um, those first years or two, the first year or two of school kind of can set the whole stage for your whole school career. And if you fall behind at first, you know, you may be labeled as have a learning disorder or disability later on and it may really hamper you. So you're smart to go ahead and get it evaluated by uh, somebody who's an expert um, in small kids with uh, ADHD. So glad you, you're recognizing that. It may be just normal, but there's tests that they can put you through uh, that may take a couple hours, but it's especially important for younger kids like that. By the time you get to be older as a kid, it's pretty obvious. It's not that hard a diagnosis to make. But as a younger kid under five, I mean, that that's, requires some, some digging a little bit, going through family history and behaviors and things like that, because it may be uh, another diagnosis. Well, it certainly see, uh, seems like, like this parent is, is, is definitely doing the right things just by asking that question. So uh, it seems that uh, your child is going to be just fine um, and, and do great in school. So I'm, I'm pumped for you there. Great question. Um, this is a, uh, an easy one for you. Um, how often should you have the Cleveland Heart Panel done? Yearly? Um, definitely yearly. For some people, I do it twice a year like on myself because I'm 67, I'm on Medicare, which pays for it. Then uh, I'll do it twice a year just to see where it's at. But I really could get by with once a year because there's nothing really bad wrong with me, knock on wood. But um, for example, if you have diabetes or you have lipid problems or vitamin deficiencies, inflammation, if we're trying to straighten your gut out, um, then you might want to get it twice a year. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a great thing to do. One of the best things we do at performance medicine. So it, sound, it sounds like it's kind of up to the individual twice a year if you have some uh, some concerns once a year right. um, if you're more just preventative. If you're healthy and yeah, right. Oh. Good question. Treatment ideas for someone with dementia that is having hallucinations. Um, well, first of all, somebody's having dementia with hallucinations. You need to get a neurologist involved that can look and try to determine what type of dementia it is. I mean, it may be um, Lewy body dementia. Um, of course, it may be Alzheimer's. It may be uh, frontal lobe dementia. There's, there's several types and they treat them differently. A lot of times they'll treat with, um, you know, antipsychotics and things. It, get, it gets pretty deep in the woods on some of the medications they use. So um, if they're having hallucinations, um, especially paranoid hallucinations, they need to see a, um, a neurologist that specializes in dementia. 
maybe even take them to, to a center like University of Kentucky or uh, certainly uh, some of the others like Duke, Vanderbilt, Mayo. Um, but uh, that's a tough that's a tough one. All right, we're going to go to the next question here. And here, Ben, before you ask that next question, one other thing I want to mention about dementia. Okay. You know, they should have something like a, a metabolic panel done to make sure that a medicine is not causing some of that problem, like especially B12 folate levels, thyroid checks, adrenals, um, you know, hormones, all that. Uh, go over their medications that they may be on that may be causing hallucinations. So, you know, preferably if you can find a specialist, but rule out this, the simple stuff first. Uh, maybe uh, bring them to the family doc that's familiar with things like this and can do some blood work that's a little more extensive to get the ball rolling. But uh, um, I, I really like that. I really like that. Ho hopefully that, that helps. And uh, I, I'm assuming that's for a parent or a grandparent. So I uh, hope that that goes okay. Um, next question is, I take two blood pressure medications because of hypertension. I don't sleep well, so I heard magnesium can help with sleep, but also lowers blood pressure. I take lisinopril and metoprolol. Is it still okay to take magnesium? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Almost every adult should be taking some form of magnesium supplement. Um, at night because it makes you, it helps you sleep, prevents cardiac arrhythmias, helps bowel habits, and it certainly is not going to interact with your blood pressure medicine. Um, you know, there's different forms of magnesium depending on the situation. Um, you know, I, I like magnesium three and eight, magnesium glycinate, magnesium malate. Those are all good. But if you're constipated, magnesium citrates the one and maybe succinate. But uh, so try to try to see what you're doing with that, but definitely should be taking magnesium. I, I know you, you, you've talked about in the past, you know, taking magnesium, different types of magnesium for different things. Out of curiosity, are you, are you only taking three and eight right now? Um, right now I'm I am taking neuromag, okay. um, which has, uh, magnesium three and eight in it. Okay. Um, so you're yeah, taking neuromag that's at night. What I'm taking, yeah. And sometimes I'll mix it up and take uh, magnesium with potassium or magnesium citrate sucks. And I mix it up a little bit so I get a little bit of each. But if you take too much magnesium at the same time, you're going to get diarrhea. So that's one way to know if you're taking too much. But I take 500 milligrams of the mag magnesium 3 and 8. Which is in the Neuromag. Right. Got it. I think Neuromag has a little less magnesium in it than, than the 500 but uh, you can check the label. All right. Thank you for that. Um, I love this question. Um, as you guys can see, we, we're, we're big into uh, books um, here. Do you have any good hormone-related books you would suggest? Um, yeah. For the women, um, All About Women's Hormones by Dr. Pam Smith okay. uh, is, a, is a really good one. Uh, for the men, Testosterone for Life by Dr. Abraham uh, Morgenthaler. You know, both these are world-famous lecturers. I've talked to them personally several times. They come to a lot of our meetings. But if you want the, the Bible on male and female hormones, go to those books. All right. Thank you. Sarah, Sarah, Dr. Sarah Gottfried is pretty good, too. Real good, as a matter of fact. Um, 
on women's hormones and also very good on thyroid. Uh, she's an OBGYN in California. She, she's really good. So books, books from Sarah, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, as well as the Gottfried, pa- right. Gottfried, as well right. as the Pamela Smith book, um, right. all about women's hormones. All right. All right. Uh, thank you for, for that hormone question. Um, all right. This goes into, uh, some CT, some heart health. It looks like, uh, my husband's, uh, he is 59 years old. CT calcium scores were LMCA zero, uh, LAD 25.63 CA zero RCA zero. Uh, hopefully I, I pronounced that correctly. Um, I know the general guidelines say 11 to hundred is mild plaque burden, but wanted to see what you would say about the scores for his age. Also curious, how does plaque build up in that LAD Widowmaker and not others? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it seems like that's where the plaque goes first. I know on my calcium scoring, that's where all my plaque is. My score was a 92. Ten years ago, it was zero. And I don't have any risk factors other than being a 67-year-old man. Uh, but that's a pretty good score, 25. So it's not unusual. It's all concentrated around the LAD. Uh, so that, that does kind of concern you a little bit when I saw mine, I go, wow, it's all in the LAD and not the others. But um, that seems to be par for the course because I look at thousands of these things. And, you know, I talk to cardiologists a lot about them. And, you know, um, so that's not a bad score at all. You know, I saw mine pop from zero to 92 in 10 years, 10 or 11 years. Um, I wasn't that surprised, but it certainly wants, you know, I want to reverse some of that plaque burden. Remember, that's calcium. You really can't tell if it's inside or outside the, the coronary artery by, by that scan. So you, you don't want to freak out, especially with a low level like 25. I mean, gosh, I've seen two this week that were over 3,000. So it's not anything bad at all. But um, I, I like, I take EDTA, which is kind of an oral chelator, and I hope will reverse some of that calcium. And I'll certainly take D with K. The K will make sure the D brings the calcium into your uh, bones, not your joints or your arteries. So that's a pretty good score. But, you know, at 59 years old, there's a little hardening of the arteries. So there are those other things that, that you need to do, like probably take a 81 milligram aspirin. Look at your other risk factors like your blood pressure, your insulin resistance, your sleep patterns, your stress levels, your weight, your hormone levels, you know, all that stuff. So um, that's yeah, not a bad score at all. All right. Thank you for for that question here. And I'm going to put this up because uh, I, I see uh, I see that Katie, our operations manager, put the, the details on uh, Dr. Rogers uh, supplement line here that we've uh, introduced over the last couple of weeks. Um, the question is, can you please cover a little more on your new supplement line? Uh, if you're on Facebook, I'd encourage you guys to look at Katie's comment. She's um, she's put in the ingredients for, uh, I believe, all three. Uh, if I'm if I'm seeing you right, uh, Katie. So, okay. Yeah, uh, go to the. I, I don't have time to list to list all the ingredients in those, but the reason I came up on my own line is because I'm just kind of tired of taking you know 35 different pills a day. So I wanted to combine some of them and make it more um, you know less expensive and more uh, potent in one pill. So the multivitamin I designs it's a heavy hitter that the the uh, pharmacist in Seattle that make this for me, uh, 
were very experienced at this. Uh, they they couldn't believe my multi. They they said they've never seen anything like it. They love it. But anyway, um, I've got the Energy Complex, uh, which is basically PQQ and CoQ10. You need both those together for energy. I have an immune uh, supplement um, and the immune complex, if you want to read, there's, it's loaded with NAC and quercetin and the D and the zinc, everything. Um, let's see, I have another one, the stress formula that is, uh, as you can see, it's got the saffron, which I love, and um, ashwagandha and L-theanine. So that's, that's, you're getting three in one. You're getting three for the price of one, really. So, um, and the, the multi's not here yet. It should be here in a week or so. But yeah, I'm kind of pumped up about these, you know, white label supplements that I've kind of designed myself along with the guys in, in Washington. And uh, I think it'll just, it'll be affordable and it'll be, you don't have to take so many different pills. So um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pumped about it. Um, and, and like I said before, guys, uh, Katie has listed all the ingredients in the comment section of Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, for the YouTube folks, uh, if you want us to put the, the labels back up there, we will throughout the show. Uh, so you guys can see, uh, what's in them. Um, all right. So we're well, going to, you got on that quick, Katie. I don't see how you got that up there that fast, but that was good. Thank you. Yeah. She's, she's got all the, all the ingredients there, guys, uh, for you on Facebook and for the YouTube people and LinkedIn people, we'll make sure you guys can see them uh, over the course of the show. So thank you, Katie, for doing that. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, there's the energy complex right there. Um, let's go to, uh, where am I at? Um, any anything specific you would do and or take other than a serious workout the day after a really bad eating day to help counteract the inflammation and everything else this causes yeah it's a great question um you know i really like after you eat a meal especially your largest meal a day which is usually supper um go out and immediately walk within 20 minutes take a 20 minute not fast paced, just a moderate pace walk. That will help for one thing. But otherwise, I drink a lot of water. I get my infrared sauna. Um, you know, I think about taking some milk thistle. Um, I think about taking some NAC, N-acetylcysteine. Those are great detoxifiers. And I'd even consider maybe doing fasting the next day. I mean, fasting reverses so many things. Um, it really uh, helps get rid of senescent cells and, you know, kind of cleans your brain out too, as well as your liver. Um, but so drink water, sweat. Um, I really have a serious workout. Even better if you can get an infrared sauna. Um, and, uh, make sure you get outside too. It helps just to breathe clean air. Uh, but good question. That, that is a good question. I, I have, we all do that. We all do that. I have more of those, uh, bad eating days, uh, than, uh, than most people. Unfortunately, I, I, I do have to just disclose this. I'm probably going to have some pizza tonight. Just putting it out there. Um, <laughs> you do that once a week anyway, don't you? I do. Um, okay. I want to get this question in because, uh, I, I really appreciate this question because I had no idea about what this medicine is and I'm hoping that you do. Um, what do you know about the medicine Kelbury? Is it safe? Can you take it long-term? 
Yeah, that's a new medication that I haven't used yet, but it's a medicine we use for ADD, which is a non-stimulant. As a matter of fact, I think it was just FDA approved. Um, it's supposed to be better than Stratera, um, which I haven't felt found to work real well. I, I really haven't hardly ever used Stratera. Maybe have a couple patients on it that do okay. But Stratera is really expensive. It tends to cause nausea in about half the people that take it. But Kelbury, I guess Quelbury, I don't even know how you pronounce it, um, is an unknown to me because I, I don't have any feedback from my patients on it. But it may be another option for people, especially in kids whose parents don't want them to be on stimulants, to try. Um, I don't know if it's any more efficacious than L-tyrosine, but it is a prescription medicine. Um, therefore, you probably have a lot more studies on it and, and things. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that works, if it, if it performs any better than Stratera. Um, but uh, it's, it's, I think it has a longer half-life or supposed to be just one a day uh, extended half-life. But I'm really interested to, to see how that works. I think it I think it's a medicine that is based on uh, kind of keeping your uh, neurotransmitters around a little bit longer. Uh, like maybe you're, I think it may be a norepinephrine reuptake mm. inhibitor, you know, um, you know, kind of in the same class as an antidepressant. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I haven't used it yet, but I'm not against it for sure. We'll see how that turns out. Um, anybody who's with us live in the comments or just in the comments later on, uh, if you have experience with Kelbury, uh, let us know as an alternative to Stratera. We're interested uh, in getting some, some feedback on that. Um, all right, guys, that does it for the questions that came in throughout the week. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for doing that. That always fires me up for the show. And, and now we get to go into my, my favorite portion of the show. I know this is Doc's favorite portion of the show as well. We're going to take live questions. So if you have a question for Doc tonight, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments. Again, this is the, the Performance Medicine Show. We do this every single Tuesday at 7, taking your health and wellness questions. Uh, and one of my favorites here is Roel. Uh, Roel, thank you again for being here from Texas. Um, have you heard of Cofix nasal spray? Um, I have not, but I wanted to, to put it up there for dad. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, we have it. We sell it in the office. We have a big case of it. Um, we got it during the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, which is still going on, by the way. Um, and it's a nose spray that has basically betadine, povidine uh, iodine. So it's a great uh, killer of bacteria and, and viruses. So, you know, it's not a bad idea. I've used it. Um, so yeah, if you're around people that are sick or you're just getting sick, you can, you can start spraying it up your nose and I think it helps. You can also spray it in your throat if you get a sore throat, but you got, you, you need to either take it prophylactically or when you first start get sick, starting to get sick, which is a time we should also pop your DNC levels up and make sure you're taking zinc. So, but yeah, good question. We have it in the office. Uh, thank you for that, Roel. I'm going to put this up here because I, you know, I hope that this helps some people. It seems to be not a question, but more of a comment. Uh, Dr. Rogers, I found a cure for my eczema. It is the Manuka honey that I purchased at your office. I take it daily. Then this past Friday, I dabbed it on my eyelids where it has been so bad for 
Uh, so bad by Friday evening, my eyelids looked better. I also dabbed around my hairline and the eczema has cleared up. I battled that stuff since February. Thank you so much. That's cool. Have you heard of any that comments? That is awesome. Yeah, there's so many uses for honey. You know, um, Manuka honey is from New Zealand and it has a lot of healing properties. But I'm glad to hear that. You know, I really am. Maybe we ought to need to tell Andy to do that. He's yeah. Got eczema. Yeah. Uh, this is this is that spray. Noel was talking about, so I've got some right here. There's Kofix. Um, we do have that in the office. But, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love hearing stuff about honey because I'm all about honey. I've already eaten some today. I <laughs> eat it every day. Um, uh, thank you for, for that comment there, Alice. I'm so pumped for you. Uh, hopefully, you know, if you guys struggle with eczema, that's something, that, that, uh, that's something to try. Um, let's see here. I'm just going to do a quick, uh, answer for Katie. Yes, it's decaf. Um, doing a little decaf tonight. I, 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 I don't do this often at all. Um, but I have a little decaf coffee. Um, let's see, let's go to, um, Bianca, you might have to help me do most insurance paid to do it once a year. Do you know, I, I'm assuming this is the Cleveland heart panel. Cleveland. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most insurances cover most of it. You know, we have some people that have to pay a copay on it, but, um, and I've seen that copay be as high as a couple hundred bucks, but, um, you know, it just depends on your insurance. But if you had to pay cash for that, it's a really, um, really expensive test. You'd probably pay $3,000 for it if you got all those individual tests. But yeah, I think it's a great deal. And most insurance have covered it. You know, so, you know, if you, if you get billed for a huge amount on it, you know, you need to probably talk to Katie and see what the problem is. But um, I, I'm sorry, Katie, to put that on you again. But um, occasionally that comes up. But yeah, it's just a great, a great deal, really. Yeah, it, it seems that this is a common question. I see Kathy's putting it up there as well. Does insurance pay for it twice a year? Um, and and uh, that's, I, I'm it, assuming that's the same question as Bianca. Um, yeah, it, well, it does. In my case, again, I'm on Medicare. Um, you might even want to call your insurance uh, company up and ask them, especially if you don't mind being put on hold for three or four hours. That's not a big problem. Um, and Katie, if you've seen anything in the office, um, can you put that in the comments? If you've seen any patients who uh, have gotten outrageous bills um, after after uh, getting it twice in one year, um, and we'll we'll I'll, I'll make sure I put that up as soon as I see it for the for the YouTube people or. Um, it seems like, uh, let's see here, Katie says, you have to get it at the six-month mark, not a day before. Okay, um, so that means that means you, you have to wait six months. Okay, so if you're going to get it, if you're going to get it twice a year, wait at least six months to get, uh, to get the second one. Uh, thank you for doing that, Katie. Um, so not before, so don't, don't do it twice in six months. Um, all right, let's move on here. Uh, I see Janet's question on YouTube. Uh, how do you test for dopamine levels? Um, you know, uh, you can, it's hard to check for, to get an accurate level of neurotransmitters. You know, so if you just check a blood level dopamine, it doesn't mean a thing to me. There is something called a Dutch test that will check some precursors to dopamine. It's kind of like, you know, checking for, growth hormone. You can't check a blood level of growth hormone because it's gone in a few minutes. So um, it's not accurate. So you have to get something called an IGF-1 level to 
assess where your growth hormone levels are. And it's kind of the same thing for dopamine. So if you're really interested in those, getting the neurotransmitters, uh, think about, look up the Dutch test. It's a urinary metabolite test. It's kind of hard to interpret, but gives you some roundabout ways to, to see if your dopamine level may be kind of low. Um, and I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on the precursor molecule that, that um, kind of will predict your dopamine levels. But, um, you know, and I'm sure there are companies out there that claim, you know, you can do a blood test for dopamine. I just never found one that I really trusted. But look up the Dutch test. It's a pretty comprehensive, you think of it as a, as a hormonal test for women, which it is, but it has a lot of other stuff on there as well. Um, but good question. Good yeah, question. You know, it, that's, um, that's interesting that there's not a more um, a, a more uh, standard way of checking for it because there's been so much um, stuff out yeah. about dopamine um, recently. I, I, have you read Dopamine Nation? Uh, did Andy recommend that to you? Um, I have read part of that. I hadn't finished it, but that, that's a really good book about how we're always chasing these highs. As a matter of fact, I think we did a podcast years ago on it but we've talked um, about dopamine um but it's it's a it's fascinating and i know that you know you really i i I think i've mentioned uh andrew huberman uh on this uh on this show before but i'm a huge fan of his and i know you are as well and he talks a lot about um managing dopamine and using that to to um to like you know make your life better it's super cool yeah just like you know, some people that if you suspect you have a low dopamine level, um, the dopamine is the reward hormone. You know, it's that thing that everybody's chasing, that feel-good hormone. Like, I want to race. My dopamine levels are just high now because I'm on a, on a high from this. Um, but there is a, a supplement that uh, we use sometimes called dopamine that you can use safely to kind of in a roundabout way, increase your dopamine levels. Um, and there is a, a medicine, a prescription medicine called Wellbutrin that is more of um, affects your dopamine levels in a positive way, um, as well as your norepinephrine levels. It, it's a reuptake inhibitor of both those, dopin, dopamine and norepinephrine. So uh, when a reuptake inhibitor makes sure it, it hangs around longer in the synapses so it it acts is able to act more and not be degraded so um, well butrin does that dopamine is a is a supplement that does that so you might want to do that you might want to consider getting a dutch test you know and, um, and dopamine is also interesting in that and this is how you can kind of get in trouble with drug abuse um as you know seeking these these dopamine hits is the the higher the higher the dopamine hit, it, it, apparently that's the new floor. So you're, you're, you have to get there the next time. So you almost yeah, have to. The higher you get, the lower you're going to go. So the idea is to keep your levels more even. Yeah. So if you win a race, don't go crazy celebrating. Just be, be calm. <laughs> and if you lose, don't get too depressed about it. You know, you maintain more of an even dopamine levels. Uh, you know, the brain is such a powerful thing. There's so it many is. chemicals and neurotransmitters that, you know, a lot of times you'll drive yourself nuts by trying to measure everything. So um, sometimes you just take the, the way out of, um, you know, moderation and sleep and socializing and 
uh, keeping on an even keel and doing those things. And if you really struggle with it, you may have a deficiency that may warrant a try of some of these either supplements or medications like Wellbutrin. Um, Thank you for that for that question there, Janet, um, spurring the conversation on dopamine. Uh, Donna is asking, do you ever give naltrexone to chronic pain patients? This is timely given the, the Common Sense MD episode today. Um, what's your, how are you doing this in, in office? Every day. I give it <laughs> most every day for that. I love using low-dose naltrexone for chronic pain. Uh, we use a lot in uh, autoimmune diseases. Um, it's just a great way to kind of trick the brain into releasing its own endorphins. Endorphins are those feel-good molecules that um, you get from, like we just talked about, the runner's high. It's different than dopamine, but same end effect. So, yeah, we use low-dose naltrexone for a lot of things. We give it for depression, for anxiety. We use it for weight loss. Sometimes in conjunction with Wellbutrin, another medicine I just talked about, uh, that, you know, it's called Contrae, which is a combination of low-dose naltrexone and Wellbutrin uh, for weight loss. It's FDA approved for that. So, yeah, we use a lot of things uh, for off-label low-dose naltrexone. It's very safe. Um, we start out low. We stay pretty low. But, um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. If you have a lot of chronic pain, you know, uh, listen to my podcast today about dope sick and some of the, you know, things we go over with pain. It's just incredible how many people are in, are in pain and don't really know how to, what to do with it. Uh, this question's from, from Carolyn. And, and first of all, Carolyn, I just got to commend you. Uh, I love that people are on a walk while they watch this show. I think that is super cool. Uh, what a way to, to, to hang out with us. So, so thank you for listening while on a walk. I'll, now I'll get to your question. Uh, did you did not have a pen when you answered this question for my hubby a couple weeks ago? We were on a walk. Please answer again. What do you recommend him to take in place of lisinopril for his blood pressure? Yeah, I would probably switch to a, a, some medicine, a class of medication we call ARBs angiotensin receptor blockers and that's the most common ones losartan there there is also telmosartan and ibisartan but um losartan is the one a lot of people use it's a, probably the most inexpensive one it's generic but i like it better because it doesn't run the risk of the angioedema or the chronic cough that you get with lisinopril it's just a new improved lisinopril really I hardly ever use lisinopril anymore because I, I think it's just less risk, uh, less side effects by using an ARB. So look up Losartan. Uh, thank you for that, Carolyn. I want to get to, to Roel's question here. Uh, Doctor, I work outside all day in extremely hot weather in Texas and drink one packet of liquid IV with water with 11 grams of sugar. Should I be worried about the, the sugar intake it's in a, it's in electric electrolyte uh, powder, and I believe Roel works for the U.S. Postal Service. So thank you for all that you yeah. do. Um, you're probably getting so much exercise you can get by with that. So that's not a huge amount of sugar. Um, again, you know, one thing you could do, Roel, is is uh, get you a um, a prescription for a continuous glucose monitor, uh, like the Freestyle Libre. 
and you can just see what it does to your sugar levels. You know, you can usually get a two week uh, free sample if you get a doctor to write it right for it and you just place it on the back of your arm and you can kind of experiment and see if it pops your sugar up. But I would say, you know, in kind of getting to know your personality through this podcast that you don't have anything to worry about. I really don't. Um, so I really don't. Thank you for that, Roel. And um, I'm going to let's see where I'm at here. Uh, I'm going to, I wanted to put up a, a comment just that was, um, Juan is asking, um, can one still get a free trial run of the continuous blood sugar monitor? And I believe this is still true. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Oh, you have to have a prescription for it, which I write them every day. Um, and did you say that you can get get these at, at Walmart if you want to purchase it or, or a Target? One of my patients told me they got it at talk, Target for like $80. Yeah. Well uh, worth it. It lasts for two weeks. So, yeah, just to see what, you know, different foods and drinks do to your blood sugars. If you can, you know, what spikes your blood sugar? Um, let's see here. Um, Max Killick, uh, over in Myrtle beach. I was taking diclofenac for inflammation, but I quit taking it. What do you recommend for anti-inflammatory timely question again? Um, that is, uh, I recommend laying out at Myrtle beach and investing in some real estate. There. <laughs> I'll take care of all the inflammation and all your worries. I hope. I wish I was in Myrtle beach right now. Me too. Um, Me too. but, uh, but I probably couldn't afford the real estate there right now. But uh, if the market crashes, can you contact me? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> preferably something right on the ocean. But um, yeah, you know, I think it's just safer to take uh, something like turmeric. The pill form of that is curcumin. I take it every day and I really like it. I think it works as good as diclofenac or, you know, Motrin or, naproxen and certainly a lot easier on your stomach and your kidneys so um i think you'll find it's just as effective um you know and you also um there's other stuff you can do for inflammation like one of the main things is your diet you know eat a good clean diet with very low sugar and um organic if possible um and just a clean good uh, non-processed food diet. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's my curcumin right here. This is what I take. It says take it once a day. I actually take it twice a day. I think it really helps me. Um, I also like my infrared sauna. Uh, I think that really helps, uh, inflammatory markers. Um, thank you for that question, Max. I want to put this up here because I, I think it's, uh, really funny and Kathy you're great thank you so much for saying this uh, I guess I should have said that Andy put me on quail brie today's but now I'm nervous that doc doesn't know anything about it <laughs> well one thing uh, you know, one, one thing, thing I will tell you about Andy <laughs> Andy's a lot smarter than me so yes. you can definitely trust Andy that, that's a safe medication there's no doubt about that so I'm anxious to see how it works well, yeah. thank you for being so uh, transparent and open about it and just yep. let us know how it works. I wouldn't have any hesitation about taking it. I hope it works. I really do. But that's no lie. As Ben, who grew up with Andy, Andy's kind of at the genius level. I'm telling you, I'm Kathy. I'm at the normal level. 
I'm telling you, Andy is so freaking smart. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if if there was lots of lots of medications that he's he knows about that you don't. Did you do you remember the medication list? He he or it was an article on type two medications, um, and it was like I couldn't understand half of half of the words he wrote. Um, Andy, of course, yeah. you know has type one diabetes, um, and and the way he talks about type two is incredible. As I'm sure you know, anyone here who's uh, ever spent a, a minute with him. So, uh, Kathy, thank you for putting that in there. I, I, I love that. And it's so true. Uh, it, you know, it's funny. I was, I was, uh, when Andy first came to work with me, we saw some patients together and, and, uh, so he was just observing and one of my younger patients in their twenties came in and was taking a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I think it was Zoloft or something like that for anxiety. Uh, but anyway, so the pay, this young man who was also was very smart, he, he said, look, if I'm taking this serotonin medicine, does that not mean that my body, because I'm, I'm getting serotonin from an other, another source, won't make as much of its own serotonin? And nobody had really asked me that before, so I was, I was wondering what I was going to say. <laughs> so Andy piped up, and he goes, no, no, no. He says, that's not the way that works. He goes, it's a reuptake inhibitor. That means you're, it's not making your body churn out more serotonin. It's just making it stay in the synapse longer. You know, you're, it, it just makes it stay on the receptors. It's supposed to stay on longer, so it'll have an effect. It doesn't have anything to do with depletion or buildup of tolerance to your serotonin. So, after he finished saying that, I just go, yeah, that, whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really a good explanation of it. So try it and let us know. It's, thank do, you. Do you remember? Uh, thank you so much for that, Kathy. Um, do you remember that uh, the movie Catch Me If You Can with yeah. uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio? And, and, and basically he's like a con artist and and he, yeah. he fakes his way through medical school and, and he ends up being in like a surgery with students. And he just says, yeah, I can, yeah. I concur to everything. Yeah. He didn't even go to medical school, but um, he would ask the residents, uh, what do you think about this patient? You know, this land there and the uh, med student would answer. And all he would do is just, I concur. I concur. <laughs> That's a great movie. It's such a good movie. So I concur with Andy. I concur that. with Andy. Um, all right, let's go to, I, I know I'm missing some here. I gotta, I gotta catch up. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, here we go. I got to put this up. You know, it's even the drug reps too, like visiting Andy better as well. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um, Kathy is asking, um, is curcumin, curcumin contraindicated if you have a risk of kidney stones? No, not that I know about. The only thing that you may want to be careful about with kidney stones, if you get your vitamin D level way up there, I'm talking about way over a hundred, then, then you should back down a little bit on your vitamin D because it could predispose those that already are, have kidney stones to precipitate them. But um, so that I'd watch out for that. But I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't know that I've never seen that, you know, make sure you drink enough water uh, for kidney stones and avoid a lot of, of uh, iced tea and, carbonated beverages and that type of thing. If you do 
have a risk of kidney stones, um, which I guess means you have it running your family or you may have had kidney stones yourself. So if you ever do pass a kidney stone, make sure you keep the stone so you can analyze it and see what it's made of. Um, it's usually calcium oxalate, but not always. But good question. Uh, thank you for that, Kathy. Um, I'm going to go to Kay here. Um, what do you think about Paxlovid as treatment for COVID or would ivermectin be a better treatment? You know, I can't say that I word on, on this podcast too loudly. Um, but, um, you know, the thing about Paxlovid, I, I've written it a few times. If you're really at risk elderly or you come down with COVID, and I'm not against its use, um, it's really the only um, anti-monoclonal viral, antiviral that really is effective for the the Omicron variant, which is surging right now, by the way, you know, I treated by phone four or five cases today. But um, so, it's, you know, if you're at really risk of doing bad with COVID, I'm not against it at all. What you can see is some rebound. Uh, you know, as you take the five day course of Paxlovid and then you get better on day three or so. But then 10 days later, you've got it again. You have to take a second round. That's exactly what happened to Dr. Fauci about two weeks ago. He had to take a second round of it because he rebounded on his COVID. Um, you know, I just had had such good luck with, uh, you know, the I word that, um, you know, I, I like that a whole lot. That's, that's what I tend to, to use. Um, so, you know, we won't dive too deep in it because I don't want to, make any controversial statements over that. Um, let's go to, um, I, I want to put this up from Mama B's place. Uh, curcumin upsets my stomach. Do you have any, uh, have you, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, anything you tell patients? Yeah, once or twice. You know, you might even, um, hopefully, you know, if you have a lot of upset stomach, a lot of things upset it, you know, you may have some uh, uh, gut problems like your gut microbiome may be upset a little bit. I, I love Digest Shield as my first line against any gut problem. So you might want to start taking it if you don't already take Digest Shield. Um, but, uh, you know, the form we have, the Curcumin Elite, doesn't seem to, I don't get a lot of complaints about it, but anything could upset anybody's stomach. Uh, you might if you're taking it on an empty stomach, might maybe try taking it with something on your stomach and seeing what happens. But um, I can't say enough about Digest Shield. If you're not on that, you should probably be on that anyway. I just think um, the ti the timing of this is perfect. <laughs> oh gosh, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. So see, take it for a week and then then start your. Uh, curcumin back and see how it goes and let me know give us some feedback on that please well i have to put this up because mama b met you this morning uh so what wow. a pleasure what a pleasure to meet dr rogers this morning so what so uh, we'll, we'll get this question in as well so you saw mama b this morning and and we didn't even know it um what yeah. a, well I, she didn't go by mama b when i met her <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey the aura ring I, I did suggest the aura ring to her and here, here's my aura ring. It's the next gen. So it's generation two. I gave Ben my generation one. Jim uh, one, oh, yes, one, one for one, life. Gen two. Yeah, gen two. Do we got um, any gen oneers in here? Or are we all gen yeah, twoers? I love the aura ring. Um, really, you don't pay any prescription price per month 
unless you get the add-on of the O2 uh, sensor that's supposed to read your oxygen levels at night. So I don't pay anything as a subscription price for mine, the, the, this Gen 2. So I think they're going to make that other option available, like your O2 saturations, which would be kind of nice. And then I think you may end up paying like $4 a month for it, which may be worth it if you think you have sleep apnea or, you know, you're um, desaturating at night. So, um, but I love my aura ring. I just can't say enough about it. It's, it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, thank and you. Nice to meet you this morning. I, uh, Mama B. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought Mama B's was a restaurant. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it might be. Um, I'm just glad Mama B's with us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out and, and coming into the office uh, this morning. I'm going to put this up here because I think it's it's great. Um, Max lives in Sevierville. I live in Sevierville and do real estate in both markets. I am planning on coming to your office. Just need to put in my calendar and call one of your offices. Uh, well, thank you for oh, that, wonderful. Max. Um, we have uh, we have family up in Sevierville. We love Sevierville. Um, we're actually opening an office in Fountain City, which might be uh, a tad bit closer for you uh, than our West Knoxville office, but our West Knoxville office is... Yeah, is, we've got a beautiful uh, yeah. building we purchased last month in Fountain City, right beside the Duck Pond. I'm really pumped up about um, that office. Um, and we've got a, a PA that's, her name is Margo, who's, yeah. who's joined us, and she's... Uh, she's training training transplanting from Atlanta. So she's yeah. doing all her finishing up training with PM and she's amazing. Uh, I, I can't, so. I can't wait for Margo to get started. She's uh, going to start training with Andy uh, August 1st. So you'll, you'll see Margo if you're, if you're up in the tri cities and she'll start to migrate uh, down to, to Knoxville for the Knoxville people in here. Um, I want to put, she'll, uh, she'll, she'll work along some with Robin Riddle and yeah. uh, another superstar that we have, you know, and, and star of explain problems. this, uh, Robin of course is, yeah. is star yeah. of, of explain this, uh, and our nurse practitioner in the West Knoxville office. Um, so we're, we're super pumped about, uh, what's happening in Knoxville. I have to put it up, up because my, my girl Carter is a gen oneer as well. Uh, so Carter, oh. Carter's a gen oneer. Uh, if we have any other Gen Oneers, uh, let us know. I, I'm I'm completely happy with my Gen One. Um, let's do the, one more from Mama Bees, and then we're gonna we're gonna call it an evening. Um, that's right. We definitely cannot forget about Fran, Pratik, and Amber. Uh, they are all they're amazing. all superstars. I yeah. mean, they're all superstars. Uh, uh, Pratik and, and Amber, of course, are in Kingsport, uh, in the Kingsport office, and Fran is in our Johnson City office. Uh, man, they're all so great. Um, yeah. so speaking of great, I know Robin specializes, uh, in going over these GI maps, uh, explain for mama B what, yeah, what I get Robin to look at all the GI maps there. There are stool tests that, that we do on people that have a lot of gut dysbiosis, meaning that ratio of good bacteria to bad bacteria is off. Somehow they may have some pathogenic bacteria in there. They may have yeast, they may have parasites, they may have leaky gut with uh, high zonion levels and a lot of detailed stuff that you may not know about. But um, it's just a great thing for anybody who's had uh, IBS that you can't get better with. And um, a lot of times we'll, we'll, uh, we'll find some stuff in there that's just kind of uh, 
you know, wouldn't be found in any other way uh, other than doing stool studies. But um, and it's just a stool study that shows all kinds of information on how your gut functions and what kind of flora uh, you have in there. And um, it gives us a chance to kind of correct that by eliminating the bad bacteria, feeding the good bacteria. And um, it's just, it's just Robin has turned so many gut, people's guts around. It's unbelievable. I mean, she loves it. And, you know, a lot of people have a particular niche and that's hers and she, yeah. she's amazing. So uh, it's, it's one of the better things we do with people with gut dysfunction, but, you know, start out with your digest shield. Um, sometimes I'll even, if the digest shield doesn't, doesn't take care of it all, I'll add IGY, um, which is a, what we call a hyperimmune egg based treatment for pathogenic, uh, uh, things in your gut that tends to go the second step in healing guts have been really inflamed. And then, uh, if that's not working, we'll, we'll do a GI map and, and see, and look real deep. Uh, Mama B, hope, hopefully that helps. Um, guys, we are going to call it an evening. Um, and well, let me get to, let, I see one more question. Let's, let's uh, get this real quick. I had read that turmeric root contains a substantial amount of oxalates, which can bind with calcium to form can, calcium oxalate. Oh, this was about the, uh, oh, yeah. the um, kidney yeah. stone question. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen it, but um, it sure could. Um, sounds like, but. Drink a lot of water. If you're really concerned about it, you may, may look for something different. Um, so if you form a lot of stones, then you may want to think twice about it. I just haven't seen that. Not, you know, um, again, I haven't seen everything. It's probably seen me, but I haven't seen it. So uh, <laughs> it's the way us doctors tend to, to look at things. But, uh, well, but uh, uh, thank you. It's good information, and I'll start inquiring to see if anybody's particularly had a problem. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, Kathy, for for that comment, and we'll we'll, we'll make note of that. Um, and and guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know a lot of you have been with us the entire hour uh, on this episode of the Performance Medicine Show, and I tell you what, that means so much to me. I know it means a lot to Doc, um, Karen. Thank you so much for that very kind uh, comment there. I'm going to put this up for so Doc can see it. Thank you so much. Uh, that means the world. And uh, to end it, you know, because I, I know dad's getting ready to go take a bike ride. I just want to put this up there for him. Uh, Roel, I think, had the comment of the evening. Doctor, you looked great on the workout video. Keep it up. I'm a health and fitness buff. You're an inspiration. Uh, so I, I hope that that inspires you, dad, to go take this bike ride tonight. And Roel, that really does inspire me. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I want to show if I can pull this picture up. Um, let's see if I, I can enlarge this. But um, this is a picture of me um, in the Tour de France this year. <laughs> um, I, I don't get, I don't, you sent me that last night. I don't get the resemblance. Actually, I thought it looked more like Andy. But um, <laughs> let's see if I can find another picture on that i thought it looked more like andy you um, and a you and andy are strikingly similar but was, you know i was just told that with a beard this kind of looks like me or andy so i don't know what do you think maybe <laughs> i'm thinking no 
Well, and that guy's a world class biker too. That's kind of maybe it was wishful thinking that I looked like that guy. Handy, <laughs> we look a lot alike. Well, I, I know you're getting ready to hit the bike now, so I, I, I do appreciate uh, the time tonight, Dad. And, and guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, this is, this again, this is my favorite hour of the week. Um, this is the Performance Medicine Show. We do this every single Tuesday at 7. Uh, we love everyone here that's with us live. We love you on the podcast who's, who's listening later. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday. Remember, on our YouTube channel, all of our episodes go up Tuesday morning right around 8 o'clock. Uh, so be on the lookout for those on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed to Performance Weekly, um, that is our weekly email that goes out on Tuesday at 1230. That is a curation of all the content that we put out each week. Uh, so definitely uh, check that out if you haven't already. Dad, go get you a bike in, man. I hope you have a good workout. Okay, man. Have a good night. Uh, all right, guys. Thank we, you. We, we, we will see you guys later. Love you, man. I'll see you in a bit, okay? Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.